For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, buddy. We're coming in hot into hour two of the RP show. Ring the bell, you pansy. A lot of breaking news today. And uh, hour two, and brought to you in part by Taco Time, of course. Lovingly brought to you by Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Uh, we've got the moose with us in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. There's so much to get to, Darren. Um, hey, we've kind of put to bed the Stanley Cup playoff games from Sunday, I think. I mean, it's well into the afternoon out here in the East. Um, tonight, Rangers at Penguins, Panthers at Capitals, Flames at Stars, and Colorado at Nashville. And, hey, it would appear that Moose just got knocked off the air because that tells us that our next guest is lined up or is lining up and getting ready to go. See how this happens? <laughs> Tap dancing yet da, 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 on national television, Game Plus TV. I'm just calling up last night's summary from the game in St. Louis. Jordan Cairo and David Perron each scored twice. Jordan Bennington made 28 saves in his first start this postseason. And the St. Louis Blues tied up their, second, their first round series at 2-2 with the Minnesota Wild. Do we have Jesse Pierce? She covers the Wild for NHL.com. She also co-hosts Bar Down Beauties, and she joins us. I'm so happy, Jesse, that you found some time for us here on a very busy day. The series is now 2-2, a wild one last night in St. Lou. What are the clubs saying today on the off day? I mean, not a whole lot, right? I think it was one of those forced off days where they had to talk to us and they didn't have much to give us at all. Um, but series tied 2-2, coming back to Minnesota for game five. Um, I think, you know, people expected it to be a tight series. So after game one, might have looked a little lopsided, but certainly both squads have turned it up and uh, kept things interesting. A um, couple lineup changes potential for both teams going into tomorrow. Uh, but we'll know a little bit better there. Every The coaches are very tight-lipped right now, Rod. They're not giving us much, which uh, can be a little frustrating from the media standpoint. Oh, yes, absolutely. But I for the poolies, and we're running one here at officepools.com and, of course, Bet Regal, our uh, exclusive betting partner, they'll, they'll want to know what's the injury update, so the lineup changes. Do you have anything there? It looks like uh, for St. Louis, Nick Letty is very decent uh, enough to return, as is Bortuzzo. No update on Scandella for St. Louis, uh, but those two Ds are key to, to uh, the Blues' success, really. I mean, we saw how Nick Letty shut down Kirill Kaprizov in Game 1. He has missed the past couple games, and in Minnesota, for at least two of those instances, was able to uh, 
to get past a depleted blue line. But getting those two guys back will be huge for St. Louis. Not so huge for, for Minnesota. Lineups there depend on just maybe fresh legs. Dean Evson said that they uh, they take a look at their lineup each and every single day and, and make a decision. He said they certainly have considered doing some fresh legs. But again, the series is tied 2-2. So from Minnesota's perspective, I don't know that you need to necessarily shake things up, whereas St. Louis is just looking to get healthy. So keep an eye on those two defensemen to uh, return for St. Louis tomorrow probably. What what was your take? I don't know if you made a prediction on this on the series, but I think I said wild in seven because I knew that they've had monstrous struggles with the Blues. So it's it's going that way. What did how you know? How did you think this series was going to go in terms of length and who would come out on top? Yeah, you know, I thought wild in six for sure. Um, you know, I think. They do. They struggle with St. Louis for whatever reason, and it's hard to ignore the fact that there's obviously a mental component. They are in their head constantly. Uh, but when you got those two wins, too, that looked good. Minnesota, on paper, their skill is very, very strong. I mean, you know, I think they expected St. Louis to be the St. Louis of the past where they're super big and physical, and the Blues still try to play that way, but they're missing a lot of those guys that were that team, that successful Stanley Cup team, so they're very different. Um, you know, Tarasenko's been oddly quiet, which is scary to think about, but also really good for Minnesota. Um, you know, they, they keep playing their game. I think Minnesota should be able to uh, close out the series here and advance to the second round if they focus, again, on their game, on the ice, and uh, don't let anything get too much in their head as far as, far as being St. Louis this, St. Louis that. Um, you know, and they've got home ice advantage too, so leveraging that to the best of their ability will be huge as well. Well, it's been uh, home ice has been a big deal in these Stanley Cup playoffs for, for certain teams, and I assume Minnesota is one. Listen, I won't keep you much longer, but I mentioned Jordan Bennington made 28 saves in his first start. What's the deal in the Blues crease? Like, are we going to see Bennington the rest of the way, or what are they saying about the fact that it's been a revolving door? I mean, I think you probably do go back to Bennington. As, as everybody knows, you ride the hot hand. Um, you know, and, and Villiuso played well in game one. And then Minnesota posted 11 on them. So St. Louis absolutely had to make that change. And, you know, as Minnesota Wild would have it, they seem to have a knack for performing poorly against goalies making a debut, goalies that tend to struggle, goalies who are 0-9 since uh, they won the Stanley Cup, like Jordan Binnington. Um, but, yeah, I imagine St. Louis goes back to, to Bins and, and say, why not? Um, you know, depending on how Game 5 goes, I imagine another change. But similar if it ain't broke why uh why try fix it so i would imagine we see jordan bennington again uh tomorrow night yeah and my last one is kaprizov if memory serves because i'm trying to keep my head on eight series plus what's going on with teams outside of the playoffs like trot's getting fired today was that the first hat trick in wild history that kaprizov scored uh, earlier on in this series like we're, we're seeing why they are paying the man what they're paying the man a little bit, right? Uh, Drew Doughty might disagree, but I think everyone else agrees that he is worth every single penny. Uh, yeah, first playoff hat trick. So I think there was a little bit of confusion when people were tweeting right. about that on social media. Kirill Kaprizov has scored a hat trick. Let's clear that one up. He has had a hat trick before, but it is the franchise history first playoff hat trick um, ever. And again, that's just another feather in his cap for all the records that he continues to break for the franchise. Um, you know, it's it was huge for him because again, he is a superstar. He's getting paid the superstar bucks, but that has been kind of the question around him. You know, he started the year off a little bit slow, and I laugh because slow meant he wasn't scoring goals. He was just assisting on them instead. Um, but, you know, you got to show up in, in big games, and he did in that playoff series. Um, you know, again, and I think a lot of that had to do with 
Nick Letty being absent. So I think if Letty returns and Kaprizov can continue to play uh, to his elite status, that just further cements his place as a, a superstar, not just in Minnesota, but a superstar in the league. I mean, I think he's got that conversation begun and uh, the better he performs in the playoffs, the better that conversation gets for him. And since we last talked, hello, little person. <laughs> Who is that beside you there? This is my kiddo Hudson. He, uh, big hockey fan. He was bummed that he didn't get to attend hockey with me today because he certainly enjoys it as well. But uh, he hasn't been feeling the hottest, so he's hanging out with me today. Listen to mommy okay, and watch mommy of... do all her work stuff. <laughs> what a great way to uh, to raise your kid. Listen, there's nothing new on Flower at the past this season. We don't know yet if he's going to resign with the Wild. We don't. I mean, I think the interest is there from both parties. Absolutely. I mean, you have to find the money to make it work, however, because you still have Kevin Fiala, who is not locked up. You got to get money for him. Um, but I think Bill Guerin, he obviously knows Flower. He loves Flower. And, and Fleury's doing well in the playoffs. That's why you brought him in. Um, you know, you've got Cam Talbot, who is still waiting in the wings. And, and again, in Minnesota here, I don't know if the discussions extended past Minnesota. Minnesota wants Talbot in net because they just felt like he played better down the stretch. And again, I don't think Flurry getting the nod over Talbs is necessarily a, a knock to Cam, but um, I think, you know, Marc-Andre Flurry has the pedigree. He knows how to win. He has done it before. He's a future Hall of Famer, um, you know, and I think the convenience too is his family currently is in Chicago still. So being in Minnesota behooves him. I don't know if the family would relocate to Minnesota if that were to work out, but, uh, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury has been vocal saying he wants to play another year. And uh, so far, I think Minnesota's really enjoyed having him here because, again, as I mentioned, Kirill Kaprizov getting conversation. Marc-Andre Fleury, I, you know, there's not a player with a name like that that's ever played in Minnesota. So that's just absolutely huge for the organization, for the fan base to have a name in itself like that. And uh, hopefully he can help Minnesota continue this run throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs and uh, work himself into a contract for next year. Great series. Jesse, you do a great job. I always enjoy chatting hockey with you. My best to you and Hudson, and enjoy the games. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Jesse Pierce, she writes about the Minnesota Wild for NHL.com and talks about the NHL at Bar Down Beauties podcast. Okay, Moose is going to join us next once he gets that all figured out and roll. And whew, here we go. So we opened hour two with Moose, brought in Jesse. We're going to bring Moose back. I'm just trying to slow things down here and while we do i will tell you that our poll question today for capital automall universal collision center is a simple one this morning the nhl announced its finalists for the norris trophy which is the defenseman of the year and the finalists are kale mccarr of the colorado avalanche roman yossi of the nashville predators and victor hedman of the tampa bay lightning that's our poll question who should win it and the last I looked, Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche is running away with it. And that's who I voted for as well. I opened up my email at Yahoo. And the first thing that came up was one of NHL's best coaches shockingly fired. And that is the other breaking news out of the NHL today. Barry Trotz fired after a missing the playoffs year with the New York Islanders. So I don't know how shocking that is. Moose is here, so let's bring him in. I'm telling you, like 1,800 things are flying at me right now. Robin Wildy in Prince Albert uh, writes in, says, Team Canada's men's roster for the World Championship announced. I ain't going to tell you, I, do, I don't, don't, can't. Trying to stay on top of CFL uh, labor talks. 
Stanley Cup playoffs. This, I'm not, world hockey not doing it for me. Wait a minute. Maybe it is. Who's on this team? Josh Anderson, <laughs> Matthew Barzal, Drake Batherson, Max Compass, Comptoir, sorry, Comtois, Dylan Cousins, the, work the workhorse from Whitehorse, PLD, Morgan Geeky, Noah Gregor, Kent Johnson, Adam Lowry, Dawson, this is the Winnipeg Jets. This is the All-Star team from four years ago. Yeah. Cole Sillinger, Nick Rua, that's the forwards. On defense, Thomas Shabbat, Ryan Graves, Nick Holden, Dylan Mayo, Travis Sanheim, Damon Severson, Zach Whitehead. In goal, Chris Dreger, Logan Thompson, Matt Tompkins. Okay, so a lot of people were writing me about it, not just Robert and Prince Albert. So there's your roster, and yes, it is a WHL All-Star team. And actually, I got to say, I promised that an hour or two I would bring this up to you, with you. Junior hockey stuff. This is not a surprise. Uh, some some of the way these season these series have gone in the dub. But I got to say this: if you watch our Instagram story, we had the waning moments of the Alberta Junior Hockey League final, which was captured on video by somebody on our crew, the Brooks Bandits beating the Spruce Grove Saints. And I'm like, I knew Moose that you were driving through Brooks, but I'm like, there's no way you stopped for the game, did you? But you did. I did. I did. And it was incredible. And I'd never been to the arena. So first of all, I had to put it in my maps. I said, every arena in small towns across Canada is in the northeast corner of the town. Is it not? But not that one. I had to Google it. It's about 10 minutes or five minutes outside of town. But great facility. It was jammed. They got a beautiful video board. Um, and it was a good game. I mean, a 2 nothing win. Um, for the home team, for Brooks, it was it was fun. I'm glad I stopped in on my way home. Good for you. And uh, people knew you in there, so that's awesome. Uh, I, I, for these people that stop and ask us to take photos with them, I'm going to ask you, not you, those people that ask, please tag us in them, and we'll retweet them, and we'll share it everywhere. Because it happens a lot, but they don't tag us in it, right? So then we never really know who they are. Um, so there's a lot of people, uh, pro they're probably chiming in, wanting us to get to the CFL Labor Talks. We covered it last hour. I'll get to it again. Um, and I'll get to the Rider news today that the Plaza of Honor inductees were announced. But the SJHL final went to seven games Friday night. The Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, the home team won each game. So Estevan won 2 nothing in Estevan Friday night over Flin Flon. So my question to you is, are the Flin Flon Bombers not in trouble yet because they haven't lost at home? How about that? I know, right? Uh, I'm, I'm buying in, man. I'm buying in. Dumbest saying. What do you mean buying? There's I'm nothing buying. to buy into. I can see this. I can see this. The bus going up whatever highway it is. Back to Flint Flon. Any team that lost a seven-game series where the home team won every game, the coach going, no, 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 guys, going up and down the aisle of the bus. We've all seen it a million times. We're not in trouble yet because we haven't lost at home. Series is over, coach. No, 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 we're not in trouble yet. That's what I saw on TSN. That's what I saw. That's what I heard during the game. Like when people say that, I just want to smack them. Um, Gino DePali watching the Voice of the Orders says, one of the nicest barns in small town Alberta, best taco in the bag in the world. Gino, unless you've had taco in the bag everywhere, don't go throwing that around. 
Do we know that it's the best hawk on a bike? Have you ever had one at Craven? Have you ever had one at Kings Park Speedway? But Moose, you were very excited about the uh, the hockey rink in Brooks. Yeah, very nice, beautiful building. Um, it's just a it's a perfect junior hockey rink. It really is. You know, not a ton of seating, but seating all the way around. They had press boxes lining both sides. Well, one they use as luxury suites down the far end, but like a press box, and the other one, cool big two corner spots where you could stand up where you and I like to kind of stand way up in the rafters kind of by yourself. Uh, that's cool. Um, a nice video board. It was good. Good, beautiful rink, good atmosphere. It was rocking. Uh, the people were, were really great. So uh, I loved it. We're going to pause and come back with more. I will just say this. I did talk to the head coach and general manager of the Estevan Bruins, Jason Tatarnik, Tarts, who's got us coming down there for the Centennial Cup in Estevan in two weeks' time. I said, how are you doing? What are you doing with your guys, Tarts? He said the exact same thing they did between series, the semifinals, and the league final, which I think was sending them home for a while. If Well, I know that he did it then. So if it's the exact same thing, he's doing it again because it worked. And the MJ finals going to a game seven. So there's your junior hockey stuff, and we haven't even got to the dub. So Moose and I will uh, kick around all of your questions and comments when we return. Plus, the Rough Riders announced their Plaza of Honor inductees today. And they are Weston Dressler, Ken Miller, and Mike McCullough for this year. We'll talk about some of those stories, too, because they're some of my closest friends. We'll be back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Florida, where the Game Plus TV channel is carried on TDS cable and live streaming at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Yeah, baby. Welcome to uh, segment two of our two of the RP show. RP here. And uh, we've got the moose, Darren DuPont in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And I'll get to a sports update in a moment. Just a lot of breaking news today. It's why everybody loves this show so darn much, Moose, because we can break down what's going on during the day and then preview that night's games. There's nothing else on television in Canada for sure like it. Uh, a couple things. Barry Trotz out as head coach of the New York Islanders, fired after missing the playoffs this year. Jeff Reinbold leaving the Montreal Alouettes for personal reasons. Days before the start of rookie camp and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders announcing their 2022 Plaza of Honor induction class. That's the Riders Hall of Fame. And they are Weston Dressler, Mike McCullough, and Ken Miller, Grandpa Miller. I do have wonderful stories about all of them. So we can uh, kick around all these things or more. Let me just say this. The trots thing. You see the headlines? Maybe you haven't, but I have. One of NHL's top coaches fired by the New York Islanders. Am I so jaded that nothing surprises me anymore? Like, I don't, I'm never surprised anymore. I don't know if that's jaded or not. Were you surprised he was fired? I was. Yeah, I was. I, I know, maybe I still get surprised or I got my head in the clouds, but it had so much success in New York and, you know, this year went the wrong way. So I get it, but... He had had so much success and everywhere he's gone here lately. I mean, you said one of the most successful coaches in NHL history. Um, 
But when you have a bad year, if you recognize it going the wrong way, Lou Lamarillo is trying to make a change quickly and he doesn't think it can be turned around next year without a new voice. But it's interesting because I think, we haven't really talked about this, but I think it's going to spring a domino now. Like when you make moves in the offseason and decide whether you're keeping your coach or not, it's all about what's the alternative, right? Where are we going from here? And so I look at what Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee might do in Vegas with Peter DeBoer. It's all about what's the alternative. Well, now the alternative is Barry Trotz is available. And could that voice come into a team like Vegas, who has pieces that are ready to win now, and get them back to a Stanley Cup? You know, Winnipeg has an opening. Is Trotz a good fit now in Winnipeg to try and turn them back into a contender in shorter? That's what Barry Trotz is good at. I might not want to put him with a young group like Detroit trying to build. I put him with a team that's ready to win now. So Winnipeg and Vegas, for me, are two logical spots. Wow. Well, the pressure is hot, hot, hot in Vegas, from what I understand, for missing the playoffs. And the thing is, I'll never forget one of the times that I was in Vegas talking to my one of my buds down there. He's like, well, our owner really wants to win. Like, he really wants to win. I'm like, get in line. Like, if you get to start firing people every time you don't win a Stanley Cup, <laughs> you can have a lot of you can have a personnel file that thick, size of a phone book. They've only played, what, five seasons? Anyways, whatever. That's the edict. If you don't win the Stanley Cup, you're fired. That's the way some people roll. And I did see somebody on Twitter saying, well, it was Nick Alberga, who's been on this show, good guy. He's the Leafs pre- and post-game radio host saying, well, imagine if Lou Lamarillo was the GM of the Golden Knights. They already fired their coach. Kelly Crimin, McCrimmon is no less of a hard-ass than Lou Lamarillo. Trust me. I've seen him fire his best friend. Okay? It's not about not that anybody's getting off easy in Vegas. Anyways, you're surprised I'm not. Fine. I know that for the Rough Rider fans that are watching, and there are several, I think you said that the number one province for viewership remains Saskatchewan. It's different analytics. Would you say? There's more in Alberta, but the ones from Sask are watching longer. And that doesn't surprise right. me at all, right? But Metal Shingle Guy, I like this. Metal Shingle Guy is watching. He, he listens to the 24-hour live audio feed. We're running sports radio streaming 24-7. It's the best-kept secret in the world. Anyway. Metal Shingle Guy's written in about the CFL labor strife. He goes, yup. State Fair football at its best. And on Friday, he wrote and he says, yep, Listen Live is just like the old days on the radio, but better because you can say it like it is. Good show. So what he's saying is this, remi this show reminds him of my old show, except I don't have a muzzle over me. So I would suggest that, yes, this is better. But in the case of those guys going into the Plaza of Honor, because I know it gives the Ryder fans the warm and fuzzies. It gives me the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> Forget about the viewers. To talk about the good old days, these guys that are going into the Rough Riders Hall of Fame in August, Weston Dressler, Ken Miller, and Mike McCullough. I, near the end of hour one, rattled off as if I were the one inducting them, uh, Darren, memories of it. And I mean, I kicked that around, and it is the Rod Peterson show. I'll give more memories in a moment. But for you, that's, this, this has to be particularly warm and fuzzy because that's when you were really building your rider fandom. Well, that actually began in the 90s because you said you wore the Bobby Jurison 
Rising Sun mm-hmm. bandana and all of that. But these guys were the next generation of huge Saskatchewan Rough Rider stars and household names. Of course. I mean, McCullough's a household name, really been a part of those defenses for years. Dressler, part of the, the great uh, receiving cores. And I mean, uh, fell in love with them. And Ken Miller was the coach for all those years. Like the greatest kind of era of uh, of rider football, it, it's it's just awesome. So um, you're right. This these classes are getting more and more special for me because they're the guys that I grew really grew up with. I mean, obviously, you talked about Bobby Jerson. I was a huge Don Narcisse fan. You know, uh, Gene Makowski, those guys. But no, this is this is a, a special one for sure. Well, and I don't mind saying it now. I would have never have said it before, but because I don't plan on going back to a career in football, I don't mind saying it now. Back to these stories. I, I don't know if you were watching earlier, but I said Dressler's first training camp, everybody was just... Not that his was any more physically talented than anybody else, but he was working harder than anybody else. If you want to know what's going to get you into the Hall of Fame, it's putting your balls to the wall 24-7, 365 for the period of eight years like Weston Dressler. Like, if you had Andy, if you took Dressler's work ethic and Andy Fantuz's God-given ability, you've got Michael Irvin. I love Fantuz. He was never laying out for a pass in practice. My God, half the time in games he never did. You think he's going to do it in practice? It would have been Andy. How come you didn't lay out for that practice that uh, in Skelly on that last pass that you didn't uh, lay out for practice? We're talking about practice. And for Dressler, it's the Super Bowl every day. And coincidentally, they're both going to the Hall of Fame. Cool. And they both deserve it. But anyways, let me, I asked yours, here's mine. So there's that. And uh, some of these guys, I can't, some of the stories aren't necessarily good or positive. And they're not overly bad either. But like Mike McCullough, I think he played to 2015. But I mean, the stuff that keeps him up at night was that he wasn't the starting linebacker in the 2013 Grey Cup, Diamond Ferry was. And McCullough was so mad that he didn't start. And for whatever reason, Corey Chamberlain, who was a defensive guru specialist, and I would suggest knows that side of the ball, felt they should start Diamond Ferry in the Grey Cup at home. And the Riders kicked Hamilton's ass from pillar to post, neck to navel. But McCullough was mad after the game that he didn't start. (laughs) They won 45-23. That's a champion, right? Like, yeah, you know, I get it. It wasn't probably as special for him. And the one for Miller, it was one of the same games. Because Ken Miller took over in 2008 when our head coach, Ken Austin, bolted for Ole Miss. The coach with the uh, Rebels down there. And so Kenny was the offensive coordinator. Kenny was a different kind of coach. Craig Dickinson, close friend of mine, as you know, and yours, referred to Ken Miller as a transformational coach. And I said to Dickie one day, what does that even mean? And he goes, you get players to do things they didn't know they were capable of doing, and they, th- and they didn't... You get players to do things they didn't know they were capable of doing, and they thought that they did it on their own. 
which really they did do it on their own, but you got it out of them. He said Ken Miller is that kind of a coach. You know what I mean? And that's why he was so yeah. successful. But I do remember early on, I'm going to tell the story. Don't at me and don't tell anybody. But it was because I tell it in banquets all the time when I do my writer presentation and people love it. The, cha- the video review had just been introduced. I think it was 2008. Challenge flags. And uh, play happened. I, I believe we were in Hamilton. And the players, play happened. Co- players come running up to Coach Miller. And you know the players are like, Coach, throw the flag, throw the flag. Coach, throw the flag. Kenny throws the flag. Ref comes over and like, yes, coach. And Miller goes, apparently I'm supposed to be challenging the play, but I don't know what I'm challenging. Deadpan. Just, uh, with that, like, it's Grandpa Miller. I mean, the people used to joke. He would stand on the sidelines with his arms crossed and his head down, and the Ryder fans would say, is he having a nap? But the problem was, we were winning, so it didn't matter. Right? Uh, right. Listen, Grand, but that's... I love the guy. Yeah. And, the, and listen, I'm sorry, but the fans are going to say, Rod was trash-talking Miller on the show. That's not what I meant. We're close friends. It's just it was a special time. It was a different time. And I remember doing the Thunder Banquet one night, and I was the MC, and Kenny was the guest speaker. And I said, Coach, what about the 13th man incident in 2009? What are your thoughts on that? And for those that don't remember, although it comes up still almost every day, Riders had won the 2009 Grey Cup. I was there. But they lost it because they had too many men on the field on the last play. Don't! Coach, what are your thoughts on that all these years later? Well, I don't think about it every day. It was his answer to it. He'd, he'd come a long ways because he no longer thinks about it every single day. That's that right. sticks in his cross. So you don't think day. about the championships you won. You think about the ones you lost. Jeff Cabellas in Winnipeg. LOL. Good old Grandpa Nutter. Uh, I see that they're chatting amongst each other in the, in the uh, stands. But, or in the, in the stands. In the fan segment. You were going to say something and I was on a roll. What? No, I was just going to, but that's, you know, the grandpa Ken thing, right? I mean, grandpa's developed a great culture where he can be sitting there having a nap and the whole house is in order. But if something's out of place, he inevitably wakes up, snaps everybody back in line, and then back to his nap on the couch. So I don't think he was sleeping nobody, on the wheel, but he developed a really good culture. Of course not. And nobody ever because they loved miller so much hung that 13th man on him because the fans loved him so much they wanted to know who the player was they wanted to know who the special teams coordinator was <coughs> cabus <coughs> reed but nobody ever put it on ken and the thing with ken was he coached the team the way you're supposed to coach the team and that is he trusted people to do their jobs that's the way you're supposed to win but sometimes somewhere down the line somebody f's up and that was the thing with Mull. listen i'm going to tell more stories i know we have to break i could tell more one thing miller always says put it all on me and that's why they loved him so much he's not ducking around not taking the blame like a lot of the leaders now, this is what gets you in the Hall of Fame. That. 
We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube live streaming, and of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy the best podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, the RP Show. I think it is the only daytime sports and TV talk show in Canada, for sure. There are a few in the States, but they don't talk about what we talk about. Let's bring in uh, the Moose, the old Moose Knuckle. Um, how you doing, Moose? I'm good. I'm good. Good start to the week, eh? Oh, yeah. Lots going on. I love yeah. it. And I mean, I love the weekend, just a sidebar. I love the weekends, too, and what they do in the NHL. They stagger every game. So if you literally wanted to watch hockey from 1 in the afternoon until 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night, you could. Yes, but we did not like the fact that the Leafs-Tampa game didn't start till 7 p.m. Sunday. Didn't like it at all. I was like, what is... I know. The Boston-Carolina game started at 12.30 Eastern. You could have gone 12.30, 6.30, and they didn't. Sorry. You picked at a wound there. You, <laughs> you did like long. that. And then the Oilers. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. No, I was going to say that, the Oilers. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern for that one. Anyways, uh, from uh, just some of the viewer takeover comments here, and we'll get back to these rider stories in 13th Man. As a matter of fact, I feel like I have to do that. But Jed Arnett on Twitter. Where is Jed? He's in Spring, Texas, watching on Game Plus TV down there. He says, if this league and the players allow a work stoppage over the last two years, the CFL is finished. How stupid must they all be? Forrest Gump voice. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> you couldn't figure this out, honestly. Um, another one from Big Daddy. Big Daddy Sanchi. He's in Toronto, Ontario. He's watching on Game Plus. The CFL situation kills me. I love the game, and my R goes. I get the feeling that MLSE is trying to destroy. The league from our Navy friend Don. MLSE, from this outsider's point of view, seems to have done very little to raise the profile of their product. So much for the so called number one sports marketing brand in Canada. Done. Too negative. Over it. So, back to the Plaza of Honor inductees uh, 2022 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And the thing is, Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, we've been going back and forth. As you know, he watches all our stuff. He didn't know what a CFL was until I became into his life. So now he sees all our posts and our talk, and I'm like, yeah, that's my team, Bri. 20 years with that franchise. He thinks it's so bloody cool. Right? It's just all new stuff to learn, you know? Yeah. So, so to the viewers. Now, there's more people writing in about the CFL work stoppage. I'm <laughs> if it's not in you to talk about, it's not in you to talk about, right? Like, I'm sure that 
people would love to sit and spend two hours talking about it. I don't want to. So Andrew Stute, Quebecer, writes in. He says, call me crazy, and I might get a reaction from this. But they lost because they let the Alouettes come back and did not score in the second half. Don't at me, just my opinion. He said that too many men was just the last straw. That's from Andrew. There are, there are more. Uh, and I have a take on that. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan. Forgotten story of Grey Cup 2009. The field goal at the end would have been irrelevant had the Riders not blown a 27-11 to 11 lead in seven minutes. Jeff, worry about your Stamps fans or team who choked in the playoffs. Don't come at me about that. Number two, Andrew. I'll quote the great Mike McCullough how this all started. The great Mike McCullough, who's my money manager. He said, don't ever let anybody tell you that a football game doesn't come down to one play because that day it did. End of story, period, exclamation mark. And this is coming from a Hall of Famer now. And by the way, Brian Dodge is writing in under the account GoBolts199. He says, I do now. See, I'm spreading my love and my me to new regions. And <clears throat> that's fantastic. So anyways, listen, you don't think I haven't done countless banquets with these guys, which means thousands of miles traveling with these guys to sit and talk about this stuff. Because I said to McCullough, God's a Ryder fan. He goes, no, he's not. Where was he that day? Hmm. You know, that's the one thing. That's the one thing, Moose, when people say, when I left the Riders, aren't you going to miss? What are you going to miss? I miss the players. But the thing is, we have them now. Like, look at Gray Eagle last week. Reggie Bagleton coming down, telling his stories. Dave Dickinson coming down. I still have it. It's just with a different team. Well, yeah, it's with all the teams now, right? Getting the opportunity yeah. to connect with the players. We've been doing it for almost three years, right? It's been great. You said uh, at the start, you're like, every show's a sports banquet. Every show. Really? It is. We get to do this every day. Tell stories and talk about what's hot and take questions from the audience and, and have some fun, right? Drink coffee. We're just not eating, you know, pork roast or prime rib dinner. That's the only thing that's not happening here. Spicy pork and broccoli. How about that? Louis <laughs> Duming. <laughs> which, by the way, I know singing? the games. Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I know, I know the games tonight, but I've fallen in love with that Pittsburgh-New York series. Like, I'm dialed it's right in. And Louis Domingue has become, he's become like my favorite person in the playoffs. Like, I hate that he gave up a few goals last game when they came back to tie it there for a bit, but I hope he rolls. I really do. Fun to watch. People just don't get it. And we're going to break and come back for uh, overtime. They just don't get it. Like, I was going to write a column this weekend, my usual 10 things column. I'm like, you know what? I'm traveling. I got stuff to do. I haven't been Florida in Florida for over a month. I'm not going to write the column. And guess what? I don't have to write the column. The birds have been singing all day. You know, they're starting to understand. Rod, why don't you go after that job? Why don't you go after the job? 
look around, brah. Hits are up. <laughs> you know? And I want to work with all leagues and all teams, and I don't want to get tied down to one place, you know? And it's... Mm-hmm. Now they're finally getting it. Um, sports update. The Flames will be looking to even... You can just put it on me, guys. The Flames will be looking to even their NHL playoff series with the Dallas Stars in Game 4 tonight. Dallas leads two games to one. Stars... Johnny Goodrow and Matthew Kachuk are both still searching for their first goals of the series. What more do you need to know? Milan Lucic has been their best player. Elsewhere, the Capitals can take a 3-1 stranglehold on the President's Trophy winners. Uh, the Florida Panthers with a win tonight in Washington. Hi, Moose. Still there? <laughs> the Rangers trailing yeah. 2-1 in their series are in Pittsburgh, and the Colorado Avalanche can complete a sweep of the Preds in Nashville. Islanders have fired head coach Barry Trotz after missing the playoffs in his fourth season with the team. He joined the Isles in 2018 after guiding the Washington Capitals to a Stanley Cup championship. All-time stupidest move. How does that? You win the Stanley Cup. Bye-bye. But the thing is, nobody remembers. Right? Nobody remembers these things. You need to get over these things. If you're Barry Trotz, who went on to win Coach of the Year the very next year. Sports is screwed up, okay? That's today's lesson. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the NBA. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Hey, Moose, still there. We'll be back with overtime right after this. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. It is overtime, as we say for many people, their favorite uh, spot of the show. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League, where they'll have all the games tonight. Uh, if we can bring the moose in. Um, and you know the TAP's going to have the games too. You never need to ask to have the CFL game put on at the TAP Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. Um, by the way, Moose, it is Taco Time viewer takeover. Canadians love local. Go loco. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all made in Canada. I will ask you what you're looking forward to the most. I think we kind of covered it. For tonight's games, uh, Flames at Dallas, that's mine. Yours is Rangers-Pens. Did I read you right on that? Yeah, you did. Very much so. Um, Blue Jays off. Somebody wrote in earlier and asked if we talked about the Blue Jays, and it's, uh, no, we didn't, and probably won't. We mentioned it in the top quick six. They're third in the AL East at 17 and 13. They're in a bit of a swoon right now. They've lost five of seven, but they'll pick it up. Collect, they'll collect themselves today. Norm Fong has written in, Moose, on the 902 line, the text line. Clearly, he's watching on Game Plus television. He is the Hall of Fame equipment manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And he says, Coach Miller, Rod, was the best coach I ever worked for in the 30 years I worked for the Riders. Signed, Fongo. 
See, and that's why I, I, I didn't feel good about telling the funny story about the challenge flag thing, but that's just, it's Kenny, man. It was funny. It was, as I say, it was a different time. And I guess I said I was going to tell more stories. He always took the bullet, and I knew that he was taking the bullet for things that weren't his fault. And today in sports, you got so many guys that it actually is their fault, but they're standing around pointing the finger at everybody else. Wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. And I said to Kenny one time, because we spent a lot of time together one-on-one, I'm like, Kenny, you got to stop taking the bullet, man. Like, there's gonna, there, pretty soon there's going to be nothing left of you. There's going to be so many daylight, so many holes in you. There's nothing left. And he goes, I'll always take the bullet. And of course, I was a young whippersnapper, a young fart, wet behind the ears, and I didn't understand. You get a little older and realize, wait a minute, that's what it's all about. It's integrity and taking the bullet. That's a leader of men. That's why when people hear the players say, I would lay down in traffic for Ken Miller. I would walk through fire for Ken Miller. Those are some of the reasons why. You're not afraid to make a decision. He made a decision. It wasn't always right, but guess what? He made the decision. You knew who you were following with Ken Miller. And that's what puts you in the Hall of Fame. And that's why the 2009 13th man thing is just a crying shame. Because it wasn't his fault. Did we learn something here today? I think so. You know, pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. You know, go ahead. Who, me? I don't have anything. No, I'm listening yeah. to you. Oh, I thought... Oh, I thought you were going into a comment or something. No, it's for sure. I mean, Ken Miller is one of the greatest. I mean, the culture was so good. There was no questions. There was nobody calling for the coach's head. The team was going in the right direction. You always knew they had a chance to win. And uh, it's greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest era of Ryder football ever. Statistically, it was the greatest era of Rough Ryder football. If you want to go by wins and great cup appearances and revenue, what the hell else is there? And right. to be honest, for those of us that look at where they're at now, and there really isn't a connection to the team, and because I hear it all the time, it's sad. But nothing great lasts forever, as they say. And I think, I think maybe what I was getting at with regards to what we learned today about the 13th man, I could go on. Again, that's part of that rider presentation that I do, and I think if more people knew, I'd be out doing a lot more banquets, but I'm just fine where I am. But the thing was, he left it up to Cavis Reed, the special teams coordinator, to coach special teams however you want. That's trust. But the thing was, we, i.e. the Rough Riders, had I think it was three different personnel groupings depending on how long the length of the field goal was. And that's not rare. That's not rare. You know that. You're not going to have a lot of offensive linemen out there covering on a return team of a long field goal in case there's a miss. You know what I mean? You've got to get up and down the field. I get all that. But what happened was with those two field goals that were kicked at the end of 2009, guys got, missed up, got mixed up with which group they're supposed to be in. And there ended up being 13 guys out there instead of 12. That's how that happened. So coming back the next year, didn't matter how long the field goal was. Could have been one yard. Could have been 100 yards. It was one group. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I know that's I the get thing it. there. So they, it, they, yeah, end of the game, right? Guys are, you know, guys are exhausted. They can feel the Grey Cup in their grasp. They're excited. They got to make a play, but you kind of just one little mental lapse, and all of a sudden, you end up with that situation. Yeah, I see my cousin Christine in medicine hat writes in. She says the 2009 had her in tears. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Tears, Christine. I know a guy that had a heart attack on the C-Train platform across from McMahon Stadium, a Ryder fan. Had a heart attack. Thank God he didn't die. But you go from... Up here emotions to down here. You don't think there's going to be a physical effect of that? The guy almost died. How do you think Ken Miller felt? Darren in Salt Lake City. Doing the right thing is always the right thing, even if you don't know if it's the right thing at the time. Signed, Darren Workman in Salt Lake City. Moose, great day. Great seeing you. Chat with you in 24 hours. You betcha. Great show. Can't wait till tomorrow. Thanks to Bernie Nichols, Jesse Pierce, and our crew. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on the RP Show on Game Plus TV. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.